That's so on brand for you. So on brand. Yep, very on brand. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's So On Brand podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Mann. I'm a graphic designer and business coach, and I am endlessly fascinated by other people's passions. It's our passions that make us unique, relatable, and people that others want to work with and get to know. I'm on a mission to get people thinking about their story and how their life experiences have molded them into the entrepreneur, athlete, or professional that they are today. You may not be for everyone, but you are most definitely a person that someone out there needs right now. So join me every Wednesday to hear from aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners and see just how unique, authentic, and inspiring each person's journey is. So let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast. I have Corey here with me today. Hey, Corey. Hey, Kristen. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm excited to have you on. You are a photographer, but tell the audience more about what you do. Yeah. So I, by trade, I guess I would advertise myself or market myself as a outdoor product commercial photographer photographer, I can't talk. Um, but uh, certainly something you might understand as a freelancer is, you know, a little bit of a jack of all trades. Uh, certainly, I accept other forms of photography beyond that. Um, but that is sort of my my niche, if you will. Yeah, if you if anyone goes to your Instagram feed, they'll see that ringing very true and <laughs> very clear. It's very outdoor heavy and outdoor focused. And you and I actually worked together last year at some point yep. um, on your business card. Which and that was one of the things we were kind of working out. We were like, well, should it be outdoor focused? And my advice is always like, yeah, you do other things and it's mm-hmm. fine to do other things. But like, who do you really want to work with like who is your ideal client and we were both like we should have it be outdoor focus because that's that's who you're going to be contacting and all that those have actually have been meaning to tell you those have actually worked out fantastic I've in fact gotten a lot of compliments on them so thank you again yeah simple to the point I think a lot of people question if business cards are necessary at this point because with COVID Mm. and everyone's like not everyone, but a lot of people are working remotely. They're like, are people handing them out? But I think for certain industries, and especially if you're meeting people in person and you're going to networking events and just meeting new people all the time, then yeah, of course, business cards are still a thing, but that doesn't mean everyone needs one, of course. And to be honest, I wondered the same thing going into it. Like, how much am I going to use this truthfully? But, you know, now I've had maybe almost a year with them or something like that. Um, and I, I use them all the time. So it, it's great. Good. Well, I'm glad you're getting used out of them. They were, it was very fun to collaborate on that. Absolutely. So the, the question I always ask people after, you know, what they do is about their brand or business name, but you're like me and you use your name, which I think is totally cool, totally valid. Lots of people on the podcast Um, use their names for their businesses. So I'm more interested in your aesthetic style of your photography and like how Mm. you would describe that and maybe why you tend to go that direction. Yeah. uh, So my aesthetic and style, um, 
It's tough to say because I think we might even touch on this later based on what questions you sent me, but um, post-production or editing for photography has always been my biggest challenge. Um, you know, I, I didn't go to school for any sort of creative arts like this. I don't have any sort of technical background on editing or post-production. So that whole creative process has really been a learning process for me. Yeah. Um, so it's tough for me to narrow in on my aesthetic when all of it, it's just kind of been making up as I go and <laughs> seeing what works and what doesn't. Uh, yeah. And eventually something has stuck. But um, I, I like to say that uh, a lot of my edits or my aesthetic is somewhat moody. Uh, you know, I, I do take landscapes from time to time and I'm definitely hiking for sunrise or sunset. So there's a lot of that moodiness naturally uh, that comes with the landscapes. Um, but really, I try to evoke a little bit of motion out of my shooting style, too. Um, and also have a little bit of almost like a, a vintage feel, um, something that almost feels familiar and natural. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that's kind of been my my goal, at least with my post-production and, and style. Yeah, I, I find it so interesting when I'm watching photographers videos on like TikTok or Instagram, whatever, and they're showing you the before and after of the editing, because I think a lot of us and like I'm a creative person and I take photos on my iPhone or whatever. And I work with photography in my career, but I feel like I'm expecting photographers to like get the perfect Sean, the perfect lighting and the perfect everything like in the camera, which I'm sure, sure like as much as you can get in the camera is always better. Of course. Of course. Of course. But I didn't realize how much went into the post-production part of it. I'm like, Oh my God, that's yeah. crazy. I mean, especially nowadays when you can do so much with post-production, it, it, it's almost, and there's actually a saying amongst photographers, you shoot to edit. You don't right. shoot to have the image. You, you realistically are shooting to how you edit. So a lot of thought goes into mm -hmm. the post-production um, and certainly a lot does too in, in the moment when you're taking the photo, but it's amazing. I, I, I was quite in disbelief too as well. Yeah. And that brings up another good point. Like even when I'm making my own real covers on Instagram and stuff and I'm trying to take photos, I'm like, okay, so I need to make sure it's, you know, vertical and that I have a space like around here for my text that's going to be there. Like yep. there's so much that goes into that. And I know when I try and teach people how to, you know, create content, they're like, I made this and then I realized that it was the wrong orientation. <laughs> it's so frustrating. I'm like, well, this is why like the arts and creative fields and photographers and videographers, like that's why we're so important sure. <laughs> because we yeah. have that mindset going into it where we know what we need and right. it's just a totally different world. Right. Uh, although I will say just shortly that reels and the like are <laughs> in, in their own sort of world and I feel like so you need someone you need someone just to hire to do all that in itself totally yeah and that's another important thing is like everyone's doing their best <laughs> right. Like, right we're all doing our best yep. so you mentioned this a little earlier you didn't go to school for photography so what led you to go down that route uh, yeah, um, this has been a question that I've, I've got before, and it's always tough to tell because 
it happened in such a whirlwind way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, and, and like you said, I, I didn't go to school for this. I went to school for communications, which I guess could be grasped as a little bit of an arts field. Yeah. Um, but I studied more the side of like public relations and yeah. um, community communication, business communication, things like that. Um, so it wasn't until much after college, maybe like three or four years Um and I had gone through some life changes, some challenges for sure, personally. Um, mm-hmm. And at the time, I was just looking for sort of new passions to make me me again, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. we all go through that at one point or another. Um, and one of those things that came up was was hiking. And I know this is semi unrelated, but it's indirectly it becomes related. Um, yeah. And uh, I ended up taking my dad's old film camera with me, which I had gotten because in high school, um, I took a black and white darkroom film course. You might remember they offered that when we went to high school together. Um, And, you know, at the time high school, I didn't have any thought of my future in my head. So (laughs) we try our best, but (laughs) yeah. yeah. Um, So I really didn't think anything of of it other than that it was fun. And so when I started going hiking, I started taking my dad's old film camera, um, quickly realized how expensive film is while it's fun. It was expensive. And again, I was in that mindset of just wanting to set myself to these new things. So I kind of just out of the blue decided to invest a good chunk of money into a semi-professional camera, digital camera. And it was from there that I started connecting with people via social media, actually just getting out to hike and all of that. And being that photography was sort of in this realm, it was photographers that I started hiking with too. Mm-hmm. And everything just sort of started spiraling. I started doing lots of sunrise hikes, which is definitely conducive to photography. Mm-hmm. Um, started doing all of these great adventures and taking photos alongside of it. And from there, just kind of one thing happened after the other. I started, first of all, developing a passion for it, started just absolutely loving it, doing it every single weekend on my days off. And at the time I was living in Massachusetts. You were commuting. (laughs) Yep. Every weekend without fail for like probably almost two years, I did that. Um, Just driving up to the White Mountains in New Hampshire. And shortly after, you know, things started And again, at the time, I didn't really necessarily expect that I would be able to turn this into a job. It was just, I loved it and I had to do it. Um, It started turning into these like, you know, brand ambassadorships and little like little gigs, you know, taking pictures of t-shirts or something, brand Mm -hmm. t-shirts. And then eventually things started getting to the point where I was taking on these like little side gigs. Uh, and this is speaking, you know, a few years down the line, but it was all a spiral. It was just like one thing after the next. And it didn't really hit me until like, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago where I was like, I'm starting to get to the point where like, this is like some decent side income and like, you know, and it was after COVID hit that I got furloughed from my job. 
Nope, and I apologize. Nope. This is a little bit of a long-winded story, no, but keep going. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got furloughed from my job, which was in hospitality at the time. Oh yeah, um, it's like a massive and, hit. <laughs> oh yes, and then eventually we all got brought back, but it was just under totally different conditions and terms. Um, and after that, I just found myself more and more wanting to get out of that industry. You know, I didn't love it to begin with, so it was just kind of one more reason why I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, and so I decided to kind of take a little bit of a change and just try it. I took a, an additional part-time job, just retail in the outdoor community, uh, working for REI. Um, mm-hmm. And I figured I can just take as much or as little work on from there as, as I want or need. And I, I said, I'm just going to try this. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of over a year into that and I have left REI uh, and I am full-time freelance it's just not crazy to say yeah (laughs) and it's not that I necessarily adhere to like destiny or any any fate kind of thing but it just like it was all perfectly timed like as soon as I left hospitality and stopped doing that as soon as I made this change things just started flooding in naturally started getting all these opportunities and it's just been a whirlwind since still. <laughs> and that's but, amazing. Yeah. I remember cause we reconnected cause at the time that you were hiking a lot, I was also hiking a lot mm. and I admittedly haven't been up to the white mountains in a long time, <laughs> but at that point I was up there all the time and the community up there is very small. So Especially oh, on yeah. Instagram, you you see all the same people posting photos right. and you start following each other. And, and I follow like all your friends, <laughs> even though I've never met them. Like I know all those people. And I just sure. remember seeing your photos and I was like, he's really good. Like you should be in a magazine. And then you were in some magazines, aren't you? I've been in a couple, I think. Yeah. It's incredible. Been, yeah. <laughs> it's been cool to watch your journey for sure. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, like I've already used the word a million times, but there's no other word to describe it other than a whirlwind, you know, it just, I never expected to both at the same time, find my passion, but be able to do something like this for work. I know it feels almost like too good to be true. At some, some points you're like, this is crazy. I'm making money off this. That's awesome. No, that's, that's so cool. And I think it's important for people to hear I don't know. Like, I think when I reached a point where I was like, I need to go freelance, I was like doing so much at once. I couldn't, I had to commit to one, right? Like Mm -hmm. I couldn't do full-time and freelance. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I have about like 60% of the income I need. Hopefully I make up for it. Yeah. It's like, okay, we'll see. But it really does. I mean, as long as you're putting the work in and trying to find clients and like it's clear that you're doing what you love and you do it well, like you're going to find people. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are just so afraid to take that leap because they're like, what if I fail? And I'm like, well, what if you fail? You just get another full-time job. Yeah. Like you've done that yeah. before. <laughs> like, exactly. And really I, I am not afraid to do that if I, if I have to. Because right. to be honest, I, if I only ever did photography as a side job, I always used to say I would be okay with that. Just right. to do it in any capacity was exciting. Yeah. So now that I'm here and doing this, this is just extra. Yeah. And with COVID, so many people 
that gave them all like the push to try doing things on their own because I think we're all like who the hell knows is gonna happen next like might as well just do this thing like we're all struggling so in Mm -hmm. a way that kind of helped a lot of people make those decisions for sure it definitely helped me get give kind of that extra push I needed yeah it's awesome well congratulations for for getting to this point very exciting so likewise to you I mean you're doing the same yeah I know I was thinking about it I I've been saying that I've been in business for like four and a half years for a while now but I think it's like four and eight months or something I don't know in August it'll be five years and I'm just like that's crazy five years I that's that's longer than I've been at any other job you know like right it's nuts the time flies I'm sure (laughs) yeah this past year alone has flown by so I can imagine totally so in regards to the photography industry do you have any pet peeves um Maybe not a lot, but there's, I would say my biggest pet peeve is the lack of communication in how to price yourself Yep. Uh, or lack of discussion on it. Mm-hmm. it. It's all very like hush hush for some reason. And maybe that's freelance as a whole and not just photography. Um, Definitely think so. But it's just this huge misnomer. I mean, it's just like how in school we're never taught on how to manage our finances. You know, it, <laughs> I know taxes were like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, it, for some reason, it's all this. It's just very hush hush. And um, I feel like I've come a long way in figuring that out. And I've also been very fortunate to have a number of friends that are photographers. So I can certainly ask them. But I mean, even they're in a lot of them are in like the wedding industry and yeah, photography. It's so totally it's, different. <laughs> it's even totally different. Exactly. So I can only get so much uh, or glean so much from what they're doing. And a lot of it, I'm just kind of playing it by ear and trying to figure out as I go. And I've definitely, as a result, undercut myself, oh, yeah. hurt, hurt my business, which is tough to come back from. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a definitely freelance but also just like a creative industry Mm, issue um especially because there's things like fiverr and you know all these other like websites that are doing things for so cheap Mm -hmm. we feel like we have to compete with that not that i'm going to do something for five dollars but i'm just like i guess the way i think about it is the people who go with something like that Mm-hmm. they're not my client anyway. Like they're not going to pay what I'm going to be invoicing them. It's just not going to be an option for them. So right. I always tell myself like, you're not losing people by charging more. You're, you're just eliminating all the other people who are never going to, going to work with you. But right. yeah, there, there's kind of like a gatekeeping aspect to it a little too. I feel like people are like embarrassed to talk about it. Sure. And yeah. I'm like, pretty open about like I used to charge like 50 an hour in the beginning which is super low for a designer Mm -hmm. and I had so many people telling me like you need to be at least like 95 100 an hour and I was like that doesn't feel good to me so that's also part of it like it has to feel right and and good for you and what you think your experience level is um and I don't regret charging that less like I feel like I had to in order to understand like where I'd have what I'd have to do to get to where I wanted to be but Yeah, I I think as soon as I started talking to other creatives, I was like, holy crap, 
I am mm-hmm. way undercharging. <laughs> like this it, is bad. It's not even that you're necessarily in such like a high money making position, or at least I feel in the creative field. Right. It's there's just it's you have to offset so many expenses to get your business off the ground. Oh yeah, and especially like I don't have a ton of ongoing um, expenses. Like I have my software, of course, that's like fifty mm-hmm. a month, which is a lot. Um, but I'm sure like you're traveling a lot, like you have your different equipment you need to bring. Like, I feel like you probably have a lot of ongoing stuff that you have to worry about too, as a photographer. Sure. sure. There's a lot of subscriptions and yeah. 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 I definitely think money is a huge issue in the freelance community for sure. So definitely agree with that. So in terms of social media, do you have trouble infusing like your personal side into that? Or like what, I guess, what is your philosophy on your your Instagram account? Like, is it more professional? Is it a balance? How's that been for you? Yeah. So it's actually funny you asked this question because it's been on my mind a lot. Um, before I made kind of my account like a business if you will or Mm -hmm. at least changed my mindset on it I was very open if you will uh, very like just free about it Um, and I also one thing I love is also writing Uh, whenever I share on social media I really love to to add some sort of piece of writing to it Um, and I don't know if it's partially because I've been burnt out a little bit from doing it for so long but I've also lately really struggled since changing over to making a business out of it to dedicate time and have inspiration to write alongside of it. So that's been one thing I've really been trying to figure out how to maneuver and being challenged by. Um, So, and a lot of, and I bring this up because a lot of what I wrote about ended up being personal, whether it be emotions, Mm -hmm. struggles, challenges, life, work, etc. Um, and I think it, a lot of it is a time thing, but um, definitely having lately a trouble infusing that that personal touch or that personal bit on on social media. Yeah, it's funny too. I I've been feeling the same way. <laughs> and I think a lot of people would still look and be like, you're doing great. But It's been much more of a struggle for me. Like I haven't been feeling as inspired by social media. And I think that's kind of like, it's not seasonal, but I think it comes and goes in waves when I get that inspiration. And right now I'm just like, I want to live my life, like my actual life. (laughs) Like I don't want (laughs) to be on social media all the time. Not that I hate Instagram. I clearly don't because I use it all the time, all day. But yeah, I, I think just thinking about it as a tool rather than like a must do all the time. Yeah. Like I'm trying to like lower it on my priority list. Right. Whereas I'd like wake up in the morning and be like, what am I going to post today? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Just trying to eliminate that and get rid of some of that headspace I'm using for it. Exactly. Maybe put another way. And I think I'm sort of in the same boat as you is just, I'm, I'm basically personally trying to shift my perspective on it. Because there was a point where I was starting to maybe feel burnt out, but I was also starting to put some negative like pressure on myself that I have to do it. Yeah. And then I think I just started getting like anti 
social media. So yeah. I'm trying to shift to that perspective and, yeah. you know, not put that negative pressure on myself, but, you know, use it as a tool, use it as a way to connect with the community, but not feel like I have to in all cases. No, that's a, a good, a good point. I'm one of those like all or nothing people. So it's really hard for me to like do it halfway or like do it less. Right. I'm really trying. So like right now I'm like, I'm anti-social media, but like in two weeks, I'm going to be right back on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the way I do things. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so what has been one of the biggest struggles in your freelance career so far? So this is where I think I said earlier, we might talk about this later. One mm-hmm. of my biggest challenges in my, I guess, my photography endeavor has been post-production um Mm -hmm. again just hitting on the fact that I've had no technical background or I haven't gone to school for any of it it's kind of overwhelming to to look at all the ways to do post-production and be competent at it um I can imagine so it's just overwhelming to not have that formal background on it um and certainly again I've gleaned from friends that are photographers been being able to ask them questions or even just look at other people's work online, you know, getting some inspiration. Um, but to then go ahead and do it is a totally different story. So that has been my biggest struggle is not only doing it, but feeling, feeling confident about it too. Yeah. A little um, bit of imposter syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and not being my, my own worst critic, which I know we all are. Yeah. And listen, I went to art school and that's even hard for me. Like I remember being in my third or fourth year of college and everyone's like, I feel like I have a style now, like a visual style. And I was always like, I definitely don't. (laughs) (laughs) And I honestly don't know how to describe my design style now. Like it's very simple and it's just, I don't know. I'm more of a technical designer, even when I'm doing logos, like everything is very like, I'm not artistic. <laughs> like, sure. There's a difference between being an artist and being someone who does design work. And I'm very technical. Like I like doing logo stuff, but that's really exhausting for me. So I've been Definitely. doing a lot more like page layout and copying and pasting stuff into templates. Like I love that stuff. Like that's just yep. me. And I've finally, I feel like over the past year admitted that to myself like Mm. I I am I'm cool doing what I'm doing like that's just what I'm good at and that's what people reach out for me um to do so yeah I mean even though I went to art school I still was like I don't have a style (laughs) sorry (laughs) I don't know how to define this like it's always kind of adapting which is another thing too I'm sure it'll change in a year from now you'll look back and be like wow it looks totally different Mm. Definitely. And I'm sure in your line of work and probably mine, it's important to be adaptable and not just be stuck in your own way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I definitely know what kinds of clients and projects are good for me and what aren't. Like if someone's going to reach out to me and they're like, I want hand-drawn illustration. I'm like, that ain't me. Like, I know it's not me. It's just not in my comfort zone. And if 
I try and do this, it might be okay, but it's just not going to be fun for me. Right. And it's also, you're probably not going to get exactly what you want. So now I have other designers who I can kind of push work to not that work That's under cool. me, but just like other people in the industry where yeah. I'm like, maybe this person would be yep. better for you. It's probably similar that like I have friends who are more in the wedding industry of photography and I don't really advertise myself as someone who does them. Right. Um, certainly as a freelancer, I'm going to make hay while the sun is shining. And if it comes my way <laughs> and it works great. Yeah. Um, but I don't love weddings in that, that field e- either. So if it's I feel like it's going to be a better fit, I'll certainly push them towards my friends. And I know they're going to probably do a better job than me. Yeah, exactly. Like if I reached mm-hmm. out to you and I was like, I'm getting married on the top of a mountain and it's just like five people, you'd probably be like, yeah, that probably would work better for me than right. like I'm having a 200 person wedding exactly. in downtown Boston. Like exactly. there's always going to be like give and take with every request. Yeah. And I've, I've found it works more in my favor to just be honest to potential clients totally. about that. Yeah. Totally. I've definitely taken on work where I regret it like two days in. Oh, totally. <laughs> I'm yeah. like never doing this again. Exactly. <laughs> But you live and you learn. That's for sure. That's how you learn. Mm -hmm. So if you were a car, Corey, what kind of car would you be? (laughs) This was a curveball. Everyone, everyone's like, this is the question I did the most thinking about. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, my first car when I got it in college was a Ford Focus and Mm -hmm. I have to say that I, I, now that I've sort of figured out my, not only my line of work, but my passions and things like that, I, I would say that couldn't be further from what kind of car I would be. Um, I, and I recently, two years, almost two years ago now, which is crazy to think about, got a Subaru Crosstrek. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been much more my speed. So I might even probably take the easy way out and just say it's the car I have, which is yeah, a Subaru Yeah, that's Crosstrek. valid. I was yeah. going to pin you as a Subaru person. Yeah. So yep. <laughs> it just makes sense for what you do. And exactly. you're traveling, you're on the move. Like you yep. live in New Hampshire. You, I've definitely gotten plenty of flat tires on New Hampshire dirt roads. So oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be prepared. So I think that exactly. makes sense. And you're, you're bringing equipment with you. Like mm-hmm. you need, you need a car that can handle all that. Exactly. For sure. I think that's a good answer. So when was the last time someone said something like, wow, that's someone brand for you, or this is so you like something like that? Um, It's, I guess it would be tough to say because a lot of my line of work is in the outdoors already, which is very fitting for my passions and my hobbies. Totally. Um, So it's in a way all on brand. Um, Yep. But (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Anytime I do a photo shoot, and I've definitely gotten this before, they might not have literally said the words on brand, but they're like, that's so Corey. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Anytime yeah. I do a photo shoot for like sunrise in the mountains, I pretty much get like some of my best friends. Like uh, I have this one friend, Alex, that like, of course, it's Corey outdoors or Corey <laughs> out. It, of course, he did a sunrise for it. So, I definitely think of the sunrises when I, I yeah, think of you for sure. Yeah. So I, I, I get that a lot. Um, I would say that's probably the closest thing to someone saying on brand for me. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. 
I, I, it feels like you do a sunrise hike like every week, but is that, am I exaggerating? (laughs) It might be an exaggeration because as you know, social media is such a facade, um, such a misrepresentation of what's actually going on in their life. Um, and I share a lot of even old work, so it might look like I do a sunrise or something like that. And I actually do try to do one every week because it's just, again, it's me. It, it's me right. at my core is I love that to no end and I'll never get tired of it. Um, but do I actually do them every week? Maybe not. Probably not. There might be some weeks where I do them three times. There might be some weeks where I do zero. Well, yeah, and that's another thing. Like you're a photographer, so you have hundreds, probably thousands of photos that you can just go through and be like, I'll post this today. (laughs) You always have content. The good old archive. Yeah, that's so nice. I'm also, this is not on, this question's not on the list I sent you, but I'm curious about, I know it's hard to choose a favorite, but what are, what's like one of the most, I don't know, the greatest hikes you've ever been on? Or a peak that you return to a lot. Sure. I mean, one, I'll answer this both generally and specifically. Uh, generally, my favorite hike is Bootspur in the presidentials. I think of the presidentials when I think of you. So yeah. that makes sense. I mean, that's a lot of your photos. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I often am hard on, my, on myself. I probably shouldn't post the presidentials today because I've <laughs> posted them too much already. Very on brand. Yeah. Um, it is a good one. Yeah. Um, but specifically my favorite photo or hike I've done Mount Washington several times, but there's been one time where I I did it as a sunrise hike with my friend Max and we got a complete, uh, cloud undercast version. And so not only was it sunrise and not only was it winter, which was my favorite hiking season, but it was the cloud inversion and I'll tell you it there's just nothing like it you know you you think you can look at a picture and say oh that must be cool kind of thing but when you're there in person it's just you know total mouth down like jaw drops just in disbelief at what you're witnessing yeah so so I forget what hike it was I see the thing is is like I was working so hard on my 4,000 footers and then one Mm. year I was just like no. <laughs> so I haven't been back in so long. And now I'm like, what was the name of that mountain? It was by the Wildcats, but it wasn't the Wildcats. Carter, Mariah. Yeah. So it wasn't Carter. It was not a 4,000 footer. It was the one that you hit before you. Oh, height. Height. Thank you. It was an yep. H. Yep. And so it was raining. It was like pour, downpouring. And my friend and I were like, let's just go. We'll, we'll do it anyway. Cause we were stupid. And we hiked a lot of weird things and not opportune times. Um, But we got to the top of height and it was complete undercast. (laughs) It was like sunny. Like it was crazy. We were like, this is crazy. And also the last time I got an undercast was surprisingly Monadnock. Oh, wow. No kidding. Not weird. Cause it's not, not, I mean, it's over 3000, but it's not like the highest mountain it was crazy and it wasn't complete but it was a little bit we were like are those clouds (laughs) it's a very cool cool moment to witness that it really is yeah I also like how you post on social media too because you'll post on the days 
where you don't got good views. <laughs> You're like, this is reality most of the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. When I'm sitting on my couch editing or something like that. <laughs> Bummer. I know that must be hard to because you get up so early for sunrise then you get up there and you're like not the best day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. It's, it's just a part of hiking. Losses. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Now that we're completely off uh <laughs> off topic. <laughs> off topic. Anyway, so bringing it back, um similar question, but tell me a childhood story that's on brand for you or maybe who you are as a kid and if that you know makes sense as to what you're doing what you're doing now yeah so actually probably one of my all-time favorite childhood memories and maybe even some of the earliest memories that I have too as a kid um, is my family always used to go to and they still do actually go to Vermont every year in the fall nice. uh, in particular so like the Stowe location yeah or Stowe area um and there's a walking path in Stowe. And one of my earliest memories is always like kind of ahead of my parents and ahead of my sisters, just like off the walking path, but like just to the side and just like kicking through the leaves and like <laughs> having an absolute ball time of my life, like no worries, all of that. And that's kind of a good indication or a good example of how like I feel out on the trails and doing what I love for work. Um, because a lot of times my work is out in the mountains. Um, it's, it's, it's just kind of carefree and it really speaks to how much I love the mountains and the trails and just being outside in general. Um, I think that's a lot of where my brand or my social media name even came from. Yeah. How did you think of your name? Oh gosh. It's so um, iconic. Yeah. <laughs> Corey outdoors. It's been done before, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> Not in my community. <laughs> yeah. Um, so way back, I never really used to be much of a social media person kind of after college. Um, and it was when I started hiking more again and bringing my film camera along with me. Um, I started wanting to share these photos in some capacity and friends told me to get an Instagram. And I did. And at the time, I think I was just some silly thing like Corey McMullen underscore yeah, dot course. exclamation point <laughs> kind of thing um, One, two three <laughs> yeah exactly and then when I got a digital camera I thought maybe I should be something a little bit more exciting or a little bit more like interesting yeah or more yeah. a little more like public friendly yeah. um and I I don't even know where Corey Outdoors specifically came from but it was just just it felt natural yeah, yeah. I mean, I spend all my time, free time outside. So that's what it was. Yeah. I always wonder that. It's so good. Yeah. That's like one of the things that a lot of people that I work with struggle with because they're like, I wanted to include like what I do, but I don't want it to include my full name. But then like it's taken with what they really want. It's like yep. such a struggle coming oh, up with is. a name. And my handle is Christian Man Design, which I'm a designer, but that's not all I do. So I've also been struggling. I'm like, should yeah. I change it? But then you get to a point and you're like, people know me as that. Like, well, that was one thing I struggled with when making my business official and like registering it with the state and all that um, was a lot of people, so many people know me from and my work from Instagram. Like that was yeah. my main pool of getting my work out there. 
Um, so when I went to register my business name, I was like, what do I do? Corey outdoors photography. Like it just sounded kind of cliche and silly. (laughs) Um, so then creating my business name, Corey David photography, um, it, I don't know, it it was definitely a point of like conflict for me, like figuring out what to do and what made sense. Um, so my social media name is still Corey outdoors, but I I've kind of inputted a different line of for for my business and including that yeah and I think that's pretty normal I mean you can always I always tell people who I work with like just do your name LLC like it's fine you can always do a DBA if you come up with a name later it's really just like register with the state get it over with make sure people write your checks like that that's really it (laughs) yep yeah that makes sense So last question, I always ask people about their sense of humor. Mm -hmm. So the funniest thing that you've ever witnessed, a lot of people have trouble because they're like the funniest, I don't know the funniest, but they can think of something funny. So something funny. (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll give a crack at this. I definitely spent a little time trying to think of one of these two. Um, (laughs) I was doing a Prezi Traverse um, one summer and here and there uh, I I've gotten like recognized in public areas and stuff like that. Um, especially in this small community that is the white mountains. Um, and I was doing a Prezi traverse with a couple friends of mine. Um, and it just so happened like in the middle of the Prezi traverse, I was also dealing with some car troubles. Um, naturally. (laughs) So like I had my car in the shop and my parents were sort of involved, like helping me while I was away and the car shop was calling me and like updating me on it and so like on top of a mountain you're like okay (laughs) yeah like intermittently between like getting cell phone service I would like be on the phone unfortunately uh which I don't like doing but it just so happened while I was on the phone trying to talk to my dad and coordinate something and like also be sort of getting bad news um (laughs) this guy all of a sudden just like is passing us and all of a sudden he's just like, and he, I think he has a very exuberant personality too, maybe, but like, he was just like, are you Corey? My man. <laughs> and he, he was just like, like he could clearly see I was on the phone, but he was just like screaming like at me he on the trail. He had to say something. <laughs> yeah. And my friends of course were like cracking up because of like the context <laughs> and everything. And he like was trying to like, introduce himself and like which is all well and good I was about it but like in the moment I was on the phone like, like struggling hold on, hold on. everyone hold on <laughs> my dad ended up hanging up on me because he was like what the heck is going on <laughs> and he's mad it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so it was I mean you kind of had to be there to experience this like exuberant guy just like <laughs> jumping into my personal bubble and like <laughs> You're like any other time I'd love this. Yeah. Any literally any other time, but it was just poor timing. So it's funny you bring up the car issue on top of a mountain because my friend, we were in Acadia and she had parked at our friend's um like apartment in the south end or something. And someone like she got like an email or something saying that her car had been towed. Oh my god. And so we're like running and we're like, she's like pissed. And then she's like calling people like, get my car. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like the drama of it. And you're like in this like beautiful place, but you're so annoyed. 
yep. the worst. Oh, it is. It really is. I would, <laughs> as much as I loved being out there at the time, I was like in the worst mood about because it ended up being like a huge deal and huge charge to fix my car. So I was just like, again, the worst timing plus that adding that guy into the mix. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. <laughs> it was too perfect. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. yeah. Car car troubles are never fun. Yep. <laughs> I just got a new car in September and they were my old car. They were trying to get me to pay like 7K to fix it. I was oh. like, I'm buying a new car. Like it's yeah. not even worth that much. No, it really isn't. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on here. It was awesome to to have you on and to hear a little bit more about your story. I want to make sure I give you a few minutes just to, you know, tell people where they can follow you. I know we've mentioned your Instagram handle already, but Mm -hmm. anything else you want to, you want to promote, whatever. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Yeah. So again, in case you missed it earlier, um, my Instagram handle where you can find a good chunk of my work is Corey Outdoors. Um, I do have a Facebook page for it too. Certainly don't do as much there. Um, but you can also find me on Facebook, Corey David Photography. Um, and then my website is uh, CoreyDavidPhotography.myportfolio.com. Cool. Yeah. Highly recommend checking out his work. It's incredible. And it'll make you want to go on a hike <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, Kristen. I really appreciate you having me on. Mm-hmm.